I cannot believe in the 21st century you can't just pop my eyes out and put them in a machine and read the prescription and shove them back in. When I go into the bank, it's like walking into a bordello. I have something within three millimeters of your eyeball shining light into your brain. Hi, my name is Dan Class. I'm a stay-at-home dad, and uh, every once in a while, I come into my garage into a cinder block, in a, in, into a dry, not a cinder block. The garage is probably cinder block, true. But I come into my garage, I go into this drywall box, and I record uh, the bitter spill. That's really about as complicated as this gets. Now, I got new, now you know I, I got new glasses recently. And I think I discussed with you in some detail. The the purchasing of the glasses, the purchasing of the frames, the choosing of the frames, the disappointing look on my wife's face when she realized that I was wearing my new frames. Well, and forgive me, my friend, if uh, I've discussed this with you before you realize at my age, eventually my memory is going to go further. Now, you know, I got these new glasses. Now, you know, I'm not a young man anymore. Which is uh, quite shocking to me because I I remember being young, and the, but I don't really remember that kind of sweet spot. I don't know what, what happened there. You know when you're kind of not young and not old? What, what happened there? Was I raising the kids? Is that what was going on? But I have what, what is called in the industry progressive lenses. And what that means is uh, I, that I need uh, not not even like... You know, normal glasses, what would you call that? A monofocal? Okay, yeah, of course, monofocal. I used to wear mono... First of all, I, wear no, I wore no focals until I was about 10, uh, about 12. And I'm about to give you some very serious advice if you're a young person. And I need you to heed this advice. Get a pen. When I was about 11 or 12, 12 years old, we finally figured out that, hey, you know, one of the many reasons I was doing so poorly in school, and we won't get into the others, although we could if you'd like, was that I could no longer see the board. I was bored because I couldn't see the board. Either you with me? So my mother took me to uh, an eye doctor and said, uh, don't think he can see the board. Let's test his eyes. They tested my eyes. I said, no, 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 this isn't working at all. This man needs glasses. Now, here's the advice that I have for you. When you're 11 or 12 and the doctor says to you, you need glasses, but don't wear them all day. Only wear them when you need them, like uh, at school, during a class. But don't wear them to play, don't wear them to uh, do this or do that, don't wear them to read, don't wear them to, okay, just, we, just believe them. Believe them and only wear the glasses when you need them. But being 11 or 12 or whatever I was, and, and, and you know, I was a bigger moron then than I am now, I wore them all the time. Now why? I don't know, because frankly, who wants to wear glasses? No one I know. Most of the people I know have undergone surgery to avoid wearing glasses. They either undergo surgery where they take a laser beam and they stick it in your eye or they cut your eye open and then they sew it back together. 
or they put pieces of glass and plastic inside their eyelid every day to avoid wearing glasses. What do I do? I wear them all day. And guess what? If they tell you not to wear them all day, but you do wear them all day, guess what happens? Well, you have to wear them all day. And so since the age of 12, I've been wearing corrective lenses. Well, it was, uh, you know, in 2006 where I went from a monocular, not monocular, a, a monofocal, monofocal, monofocal. I'm not used to saying that word because we're used to saying bifocal, but not monofocal. Monofocal. I went from a single lens, prescription lens. Do you understand what I'm saying? One thing, one continuous prescription lens to a progressive. Now, we used to have bifocal, and then no one wanted to look like they were wearing bifocals. Remember, bi- are, you, are you old enough to remember bifocals? Because my grandparents all had bifocals, and what they were was you had normal glasses, and then it was almost like there was a smaller lens down at the bottom, like you were some kind of jeweler or something. To look through, I guess, for reading. And then somebody came up with progressive lenses, which I suppose is a good idea, where where there's no line, but your glasses go from, you know, you look out the top and you see far away. Or if you want to read something close, you look through the bottom. And your neck becomes kind of like the focus wheel on a camera, where you're constantly racking focus, right? Depending on where you're trying to look. So if you're trying to look far away, you kind of put your chin down. And it sounds ridiculous. But unfortunately, this is this is why old people look the way they look. This is why I have taken on, and since 2006, I'm sure the demeanor and the body language of an old man because I'm racking focus all day long. I'm trying to look far, trying to look far away, put my chin down. I'm trying to read something. That's why old people ha- like have their chin up all the time when they're trying to run. Ah, what is it, Sonny? I, it's because I'm trying to see out the bottom of my, 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 my progressive lenses. What the same hell am I trying to read with my progressive lenses? Damn it! So what happens is you get your first pair of progressive lenses. We may have discussed this in 2006, my friend. I don't care. We're going back over it. You know, in the six years I've been doing this or however long, how often have I really gone back over old uh, ground? You know, really, I could be milking this thing. I could do a show every day if you really wanted me to. You want me to do a show every day? I'll just say the same thing all week. It's no big deal. Anyway, the point is you get your progressive lenses and they teach you, okay, jackass, listen, when you want to see far away, you got to put your chin down because you got to look through the top and want to see something close, close, close. You got to put your chin up, you know, so you look like an old man. So you put on your first progressive lenses and you're walking through uh, the Beverly Center like a marionette because you don't know where the ground is because you keep looking through the ground, through the top. Everything is closer. The ground is closer and the distance is far away and everything's like a funhouse mirror. And you're like, I think I'm going to throw up. I'm going to walk around like a marionette until I throw up in the food court. I don't know if I can make it to the car. So when I got my new lenses, my new glasses, right, obviously now I'm, I'm fully indoctrinated after four years, you know, I am I am a uh, what do you call it user? You know, a progressive lens rack focus, move your chin user. No problem. Now, when I got the prescription for the new glasses, he gave me a little extra something, you know, for my reading, which it does, it, it, listen, none of this makes sense to me. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to have a guest on this show. I got I to gotta talk to him. 
Dr. Rob, are you there? Hello? Dr. Rob. Now listen, one of my listeners, and this is this is true. One of my listeners is a renowned renowned? Yeah, right? Renowned? You know. Okay, he's a BC. Okay, in my world he's renowned. Listen, he's he, in my world he is the most famous eye surgeon in the universe. Dr. Rob. So Dr. Rob from the East Coast, I'm going to have to get him on the show because he's my, uh, you know, semi-unofficial official go-to eye guy. Dr. Rob, excuse me a moment. I got to talk to Dr. Rob. Here's the story. I don't understand how, see, I keep saying, so the guys give me the eye exam, right? And, and, you know, they do that idiotic thing where they say, this better, this better. Okay. And then, so what he does is he gives me a card to read because I'm old now. Because they don't just do the far away. You know, I have to look far away and then turn all the lights down, that thing. We're going to get into that in a second. But he gives me a card to hold. I'm gonna, And I have to act this out as I do it because I have to relive the angst. So he gives me a card to hold at about, you know, book distance. Okay. And he says, well, you know, can you read this? Can you read this or whatever? Whatever. Does this look better? And he's got these little lenses he's holding up to my eye. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, that looks better. And he goes, okay, what about this? Oh, yeah, that looks better. But then I say, and they never want to hear this. Then I say, yeah, but you know what, dude? And I didn't say dude because he's not a dude. I said, okay, that looks better than the previous one. And then, But if I take off my glasses, I see better than those. Do you see? Like when you put the lenses in front of my eyes, okay, sweetie, I can see it, but it looks like I'm looking at the thing through a magnifying glass. But if I just take off my glasses, I can read it just fine. What's wrong with just that? Can't you give me nothing in the bottom? Well, then he starts to, well, it, well, that's because when you lift up your glasses, you give yourself a plus two. You know, because you have a myopathy and a myopathy and you have a this and a that and a stigmatism. And so when you lift up your glasses, you give yourself, how can I give myself a plus two? What the hell does that mean? How can I have plus two with nothing? Or you're taking away, you get a minus two. How can I get a minus? I don't understand. Doc, I don't understand. I have always, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, I've always had a problem with the eye examination process. I think it's idiotic and ridiculous. I cannot believe in the 21st century you can't just pop my eyes out and put them in a machine and read the prescription and shove them back in. Why are you leaving my prescription up to me to tell you what looks better or worse? Why do I have to have a master's degree in optics for you to explain to me why I need a higher magnification in my glasses to read something that I don't need any magnification to read. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't, right? That doesn't make sense. Like, listen, we want to attach a third leg to your ass because it seems to help you run faster. Yeah, but look how fast I can run without it. I I don't even trip over the ass leg. No, 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 I know, but the But see, when you don't have the ass leg, you have a negative 37 micro legs. But with the ass leg sticking out the extra appendage that you don't need, you know, that one, then you don't have that. Isn't that great? So, Dr. Rob, in all seriousness, we got to, I want to, we got to sit down and have some kind of symposium or summit, some sort of mind meld, and we're going to revamp, you and I, the entire American universal international method of uh, of testing someone's eyes because this is the problem every time and this is what happened yesterday so what they wanted to do yesterday is they i went back in i went back in and i said listen tech guy 
I've had these glasses now for three weeks and I still am aware of them. Do you understand? I don't want to be aware of my glasses. And I know, put my chin up, put my chin down. I got to focus. You got to check these things, man, because they're driving me crazy. I can't see my computer screen and that's where I live. I don't live here with you. With the chairs and the Muzak and the Us magazines. I don't live here. I live in my computer. I got to be able to see my computer or I'm going to have to uh, go crazy. So he checks the glasses and he says, well, you know, they didn't make your lower thing, your reading thing, quite as plus minus as we were, you know, on the prescription. Maybe that's it. Maybe. And everybody starts, you know, he's acting real nice, but sort of like, hmm. So he says, well, you know, yeah, you could use, because he's giving me those lenses, you know, does this look better? Well, yeah, that looks great. Listen, looking at my hand through a magnifying glass, yeah, I can see my hand more clearly, but what am I supposed to be seeing? And that's the crux of the whole problem. What am I supposed to be seeing? Not what looks better or worse. What am I supposed to be seeing? That is my new mantra, Rob. Please, doctor. Doc, can you, can you prescribe uh, antidepressants as an eye doctor? Can you do that? Because I think, aren't you an eye surgeon? Shouldn't a surgeon have a prescription pad? Can you prescribe to me for vision related? Doc, my eyes are making me depressed. Can you give me some uh, Zoloft? So the technician says to me, well, listen, the doctor's going to have to come in and look at this, but, you know, they don't like to rewrite these prescriptions because it kind of is like, you know, they messed up. But he's gonna wanna, you know, check it or whatever, and then and then and then and that. So the doctor comes in, and I've had this. Do- Listen, my friend, I I ran this guy's name by Doctor Rob. I'm telling you, he checks out. This is not a quack. This is a guy who's from the National Board of Certified Public Eye Guys. Right? He's in Beverly Hills. I paid thirteen dollars an hour to park there. Trust me, he knows what he's doing. And he's very nice and accommodating. And listen, I'm not saying there was anything freaky about it, but but this this is, okay, so problem number one with the eye exam process, at least as it turned out yesterday, was this. Okay, I'm going to check your prescription, but first I'm going to um, put drops in your eyes that hurt like hell. And then I'm going to shine a light in your eyes for about five minutes. And as I'm shining the light in your eye, you're going to have an amazingly adrenaline rush filled reaction, a fight or flight response to the fact that I have something within three millimeters of your eyeball shining light into your brain. So he does this. So he puts the ding, ding, right? Iodine, iodine in my eyes or whatever that is. It feels like bleach and rocks. He goes, oh, that's gonna, that does sting a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, it, st- it stings. I've got my chin on that thing. You got to rest your chin on it. Why don't you just tie my feet to a horse and slap it on the ass? This couldn't get un- more uncomfortable. So he's looking in my eyes. He's looking at the back of my skull. I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's got this light and he's looking and I'm, and I'm literally, and, and listen, maybe I, you know me, I'm a little high strung in these circumstances. I'm literally having to talk myself down from like running out of the room because he literally, 
You know that you've done this, so you know. He's got the light like I would never even put my own finger that close to my eye. Even when I was putting in context, I would open up my eye and just kind of toss him in there. Like, who the hell needs something that close to your eye? It's not right. Any normal circumstance, a human being with something that close to one of the only two parts of their body that can see would kill that thing, the thing, whatever the thing is that that is that close to your eye, you would punch it or kick it, stab it, eat it, whatever, whatever it is, it shouldn't be where it is. So I'm sitting there in the chair and I'm trying to remain calm and I'm going, Dan, just remain calm, Dan, just remain calm, sing yourself a little song, Dan, just remain calm, don't freak out and kill this man, he's getting on in years and you could probably kill him if you're not careful, so please, Dan, just relax, relax, it'll be over soon, don't blink, just look at his shoulder, just look at his shoulder and relax, and don't freak out, and don't grab his hand, or the pan light thing, don't try to break his wrist, don't try to strangle him, it'll be over soon, okay, now is the part that I'm, okay, and I know this is me. I know it's me. Doc, Doc Rob, I know it's me. I know it's me. I know it's me. Because the rest of the people listening to this recording right now, they don't have any trouble getting their eyes tested. I'm the only one. I know. 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 I need to be institutionalized. I know. Just please don't take my kids away from me. So what you do, and you know, because you've done this, you sit in the chair and they turn out all the lights and you look ahead in the darkness, and they've got the eye chart thing, right? Now, and I don't know how it works, where it's a reflection of a thing that's behind you, so it's simulating 20 feet or something. And I'm sure this was all mathematically calculated with the most precise instrumentation, the height, the cutting-edge technology. When this test was developed in the 1920s, I'm sure it was absolutely the best they could do. But what they do is, right, they they say, they, they put a big, you know, machine in front of your face and it apparently has every lens or every der- derivation of a lens or whatever. They can make any, like, lens with this contraption. And so you start to play the what looks better this or this game, A or B, C or D, E or F, right? So I look up at the thing. And uh, he dials, you know, he dials, I assume he's dialing in my existing prescription, my old prescription, what he think? I don't know. But he gets, you know, he gets it there, whatever. And you go, okay, what looks better, this or this? Or this? I'm like, uh, uh... Listen, five minutes just went by between A and B, and you shone a light in my eye that my pupil is still kind of reacting to. Jackass, listen, you, this is really the best we can do is you go, what looks better, this or light, light, this? I can't do that. And also, and and this is what always irritates the doctors, because they don't understand this question. And again, because... You got to tell me what I'm supposed to see, right? And they don't want these kind of questions. They just want you to sit there and go A, D, F, right? 
Shut up and just answer the questions. Don't ask the question. Here's the question. Hey, Doc, and I actually, I asked him this. And I could tell that he thought I was psychotic. Doc, listen, before we, before we get any further, I have a quick question about the, the, the font. Okay. You know, the font that, these letters that I'm looking at, what font is that? Like, are they essentially square? And he says, well, no, they're not square. They're letters. And I'm like, I know. Don't be an ass. I know. So I say, yes, I understand that they're letters and they're numbers, but are they, they're proportions. Are their proportions essentially square? For instance, is the circle taller than it is wide or is it a circle? Like, is the O a circle? Is the F, do you understand? Are they essentially square? So he finally realizes what I'm asking. Like, I'm the only person in the world. How is it? How is it possibly that an idiot like me can be the only person in the world to ever ask that question? It is the first question anyone should ask. Listen, while I look through your stupid contraption made before the invention of eyeglasses, what am I looking at here? Because until you know the shape of the thing that you're supposed to be looking at, how will you know which lens is right? But you'd think I was asking him to show me his birthmark or something like, yeah, dude, because as you show me these lenses and I've gone through this for the last, I don't even want to think of how many years, some of the lenses make the F look tall and some of them make it look short. And I want to make sure that I get the one that makes it look the way it's supposed to look. Because isn't that really the object here? is for me to walk out of here with a prescription for a pair of glasses that make me see the way I'm supposed to logically expect to see as a human being in the 21st century. So the whole time, so so my adrenaline, I mean, I'm literally, I, I swear to God, I could go 10 rounds with a boxing champ. I'm so full of adrenaline from having this thing in my eye and my eyes hurt because they have iodine in them. And then and now this doctor genius here doesn't even understand when I say to him in a very rational tone, well, doctor, I have a quick question. Are the, the font, the, the, you know, the typeface, the letters, the letters, are they essentially square in their proportions? Like, why does it take me five minutes to ask that question? What, seriously, I'm the only one in your, what, 25, 35, 45, 50 year career. I'm the only guy that wants to know if the F is as tall as it is wide. Give me a break. So finally, we get to the fact that apparently, yes, the letters are, right, essentially evenly square letters. And we get down to the which is better, this or this. And and eventually, luckily, you do get to that point where they stop doing a five-minute change and it's just the quick, is this better or is this better? Is this better? Is this better? Is this better or this better? And this is the part that really gets me because it's at this point where I have enough time to think, you know, A isn't really better than B. They're just two slightly different versions of crappy. Because, and I'm going to say this, Doc, one more time. You, is this how it should look, though? Because it doesn't look that good. Like, how sharp should this be? 
Because what happens is they'll they'll go, okay, which is better, this one or this one? And you go, uh, A, this one or this one? You go, uh, C, this one or this one? You go, uh, F. And then they go, okay, read. can you read that? And and this is, right, so they go, okay, can you read, can you, and they, you know, turn to some letters. They go, okay, can you read that? And I go, oh, yeah, sure, uh, Z, Y, X, F, 3, 7. And they go, great. And they go, and they turn it and they make the letters a lot smaller. And they go, okay, can you read that? And I go, um, okay. Uh, okay, hold on. Uh, V, yeah. Uh, E or F, maybe S. The next one is either a G, a C, an O, a Q, or the letter zero. Uh, either H or Z or F or math. It could be B or I don't know seven. And they say after I do that, they go good. Good? How is that good? That's not reading. Listen, reading is when you go uh, Z, X, Y, 7, 4. That's reading. When I have to sit there and go, okay, can you read, can you read this line? And I'm like, mm, gosh, I mean, I guess if I stare at this long enough, the blurriness will be shifting in my line of vision enough where I can sort of mathematically recreate like I'm putting together the Shroud of Turin or something. Yeah, I guess I can kind of slightly make out. It's sort of like this is a constellation and eventually I'm going to make Orion's belt out of it. Is that really 2020 vision? How well should I see it? Is my question, and the answer is well. But uh, 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 well, can you read it? Well, define reading, and I don't want to sound like President Clinton. Well, it depends on what your definition of is is. Well, it depends on your definition, Doc, of reading. Can I, given enough time, reasonably suss out what those letters most likely are, with a range of error plus or minus two? Yeah, yeah, I could, in fact. Given enough time, yes, I could figure out that that is, in fact, a Z. Because if I stare at it long enough, by process of fuzzy elimination, yeah, that's it. But is that real? Listen, I, I need someone to print up for me what those letters should look like. The, sh- the, the level of sharpness that they should be, like... Is it unrealistic of me to assume that they should be sharp at 20 feet? Probably. But I don't know. How should I know? I'm not an eye doctor. I'm a guy that goes to the eye doctor to have his vision checked. And so when you ask me, is A better than B? Yeah, yeah I guess. But, but can't we do better than A and B? And maybe that's the answer. No. But, but can you then just explain that to me? I'm sorry. Um, I know. I know. I'm the kind of person that I ask too many questions. Maybe I need too much information. Is that is that what it is? Is that, is that we have actually, right? Because you figured out a way to make it look really clear when it's up close and really clear when it's in the middle. Where's my line? Where's that? It's kind of like we're back to the effort line. Like, at what distance, right, should I not expect to read a street sign? And I go through this as I'm driving all the time, like, how many car lengths up 
should I still be able to easily and quickly read the name of a street? Because if I have to sit there in my car, maybe that's why old people drive so slow. Maybe they're driving around going, ah, okay, hold on. It's either a G or an O or a C or a Q. All right, thanks for listening to The Bitter's Pill. If you want to give me a call, it's uh, 888-315-5753. You've been listening to the short, uh, free version of The Bitter's Pill. If you'd like to get uh, the full McGeggy, the full schmageggy. Uh, this one's uh, definitely an hour plus. Uh, but if you want to start getting the full shows, usually, you know, hour. Uh, go to thebitterspill.com. There's info there. There really is. For mere $4 a month, you can get all the lovely goodness of me complaining about my life. Now listen, what's better than that? Hearing hearing a bald middle-aged idiot complain about his miserable, uh, and yet really not that miserable, uh, life. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening. As always, thanks for listening. As always. <laughs>